Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Okay, we are in week who knows what. I don't even know where we are anymore, which is good. I've lost count, so I'm not going <laughs> to bug you with wherever we are. Um, back at home in the office, and we have two dogs that are going crazy. They are um, playing around. So if you hear them in the background, I'm so sorry. Uh, hopefully it's therapy for you, but we have tried to lock them out, and they've pouted while we've gotten prepared here. and. They've attacked our guest in love, they though, kissing on her, yeah. and um, so now they're trying to decide what they're going to do, if they're going to behave or if they're going to keep causing trouble. So as we start this episode, it might be the doggy show, Hannah and Ed causing trouble. So fun, this is actually kind of a serious topic today, which is unusual for me, the goof-off girl, but it's one that I think will be so helpful to you, and that's why I wanted to do it. I am so fortunate to have the coolest friends. I don't know who your friends are, but my friends are like... They're fun, and they're smart, and they know stuff, and they love kids, and apparently animals. And so today I've got Lee Ryan here, and I don't know if you know Lee, but you're going to know her at the end of this episode. So Lee, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? So I'm Lee Ryan. I'm um, a psychometrist, educational advocate, and the autism specialist for Fresh Start for the Mind. So a psychometrist, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, Isn't that funny? We've been don't. friends, and I'm like, huh, is that what you do? Um, so tell us first, what is a psychometrist? I can't even say it. A psychometrist is, I do the actual assessments and scoring to help the psychiatrist and the psychologist create a diagnosis or come up with a diagnosis. Oh, right, right, right. So I actually administer the assessments. I actually score them. I do behavior observations. I do background information, and then that helps Dr. Jones and the rest of the um, therapists come up, not come up, but sure, um, diagnose. Put together their diet. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So, and you also are a homeschool mama. I was. Just for, yeah. for seven years I was a homeschool mama. And you just sent your little baby off. I just sent my last baby off to um, Young Harris, yes. Oh, which is here in Georgia, if you yes. wonder, if you've not heard of that. So. She's an empty nester. So for someone who still has so many at home, I can't even fathom that. I'm, wow. I've been in the car already for five hours this morning before we recorded this episode, and it's only um, 11.56, so you do the math. Um, a little, I'm a little on edge, people. It's a good thing I've got some nice Pellegrino sitting beside me. So, okay, <laughs> say what it is, a psychometrist. A psychometrist. That's the coolest thing. Okay, so you play that integral part when people think they might need a diagnosis. They're probably going to talk to you first or second or pretty much. They come in and talk to Dr. Jones. Okay. And Dr. Jones gives us the series of assessments she wants depending on what she believes could be going on. Okay. And then during the assessment, if I see something else, I'll, like, add a test or take something. Okay. And then get back with her. So it is, it's very, we work together to really make sure we diagnose the child or the client as specifically as we can. And I think that's so important for so many reasons. I have talked to so many families over the years who are, they, they feel, their intuition is saying, hey, right. something's not quite right, yes. or I think we've got a missing link here, or maybe right. we need some more information here. 
What are some of the reasons that you've seen in your practice that people do show up at your doorstep? Well, I mean, sometimes it comes down to educational. They're not reading on grade level. Okay. They're not being able to spell well. They're having problems with math. They can read great, but they have math problems. Okay. It, that could be dyslexia. It could be dyscalculia. Okay. So, and then we have, you know, the other end, they can't sit still. They fade out. They, they're what we used to call the daydreamers. That could be ADHD, ADD. Yeah. You know, and then you have the whole series of the child that has sensory sensory issues. Yeah. You know, and they don't have the social skills that could be autism spectrum. Okay. So we do a series of like questionnaires and assessments to pinpoint exactly what's going on with the child. So what age do you typically see a child? We see the youngest one I see is about five. Okay. And that's what I really want to be clear about that. Because I think parents will be like, well, my three-year-old is not sitting still. Do we need to have them right, tested? Yeah, no. no, no. Right, yeah, no. So, and why? Because three-year-olds aren't meant to sit still. Even five-year-olds really aren't meant to sit still. So you have to know what's appropriate yes. for that age. I mean, you've got to remember, even reading. While I think the public school system has one set of standards, you know that I preach all the time about taking your time and reading and the brain really isn't ready to receive reading until somewhere between five and eight sometimes it's five sometimes even four right but many times it's not so know really what's realistic don't show up at lee's door and say wait a minute wait a minute my four-year-old's making messes yes, yes. your four-year-old's unfortunately <laughs> that's gonna happen we can't get a diagnosis and help you out with that right. but so about five six or you know or i'm guessing when you see that and what do you what do you do first in that process? Like, what can a parent expect if they come to Dr. Jones? Is she gonna have an interview with them, or yeah. how does the process work? She does work? an intake interview with them, gets okay. all the history and background, and then she they set up an appointment with one of the psychometrists, me or someone else. Okay. And then we do a cognitive assessment, which is the WISC. Okay. And we'll do an academic assessment, which is the Wilcock Johnson. Okay. And then depending on other behaviors that the child is showing. We will do anything from like a Basque or a Connors form or a mask. Form. You were saying lots of things I, I don't know, understand. I there are a lot of questionnaires. Okay. And it's a lot of data that's collected. Okay. So basically, then, that you're on a fact finding mission. Yes, we are. Right. So we try to cover everything we can. We have so many assessments based on a child's age and what their parents' are reporting sure. and what Dr. Jones is believing it could be. Sure. And um, we take all of those scores and then we come up with, you know, the red flags start popping up. Okay. And we also, the, the questionnaires are also for the self-questionnaires for the client themselves. Okay. And then one for the teacher and then one for the parent. Okay. So that gives us a view of this child in three different environments. Okay. So now we can see if there's a red flag of impulsiveness across the sure, board. Sure, sure. You know, we're looking probably at ADHD. You know, if we see something like sensory issues and um, inattentiveness, you know, and also withdrawal and atypical, we may be looking at something with autism. Okay. So that, all that data just brings it across the board. Now, do you do with anything with trauma, like kids who have been um, trauma with either, you know, maybe adoption situations mm -hmm. or just whatever? I mean, there we can go yes. a long list. So you do that yeah. as well. And children who have RAD. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, Reactive attachment disorder. Yes. That's one I know. Yes. Um, RAD. Yeah, that is huge. But I know a lot of adoptive families, they don't know where to go. I hear that all the time. They're like, okay, 
especially with a child that you really are getting a fraction of the picture and so much has happened um, in the puzzle before they even got the child. Right. I mean, I know for some of my kids, I mean, it came home at 18. I mean, I missed 18 years of information. So it'd be hard for me to go in and give much of a history or even right. for one of my ch children that we adopted at 10. We've missed so much of the picture. So my guess is if they come to you guys, you can really help put that puzzle yes. together by just these uh, questionnaires. Yeah, and definitely. Because if you're do. if you're looking at a questionnaire like a BASC, which is a behavioral assessment, yeah, and you're looking at it from a teacher standpoint, the parent standpoint, and then the individuals themselves, yeah, you're able to see across the board all okay. those red flags yeah. that pop up. How long does this process take? Like if somebody comes to Dr. Jones' first meeting to kind of a diagnosis, what can someone expect? First meeting, the intake means anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. And then the actual assessments, we do two, two and a half days. Okay. Sometimes we add on time if we need it. If, okay. If you have that child that is, you know, ADD and is not, you know, kind of keeps fading out or shuts down on you halfway through because they're just exhausted because they're dyslexic and they don't want to read anymore or do anymore we add on time and kind of spread it out okay so you're looking at about a five hour assessment four to five hours because we want as much data as we can collect after that you come back for the full report and our reports are very thorough Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. We're going to take a commercial break, and then I want to come back and talk about, okay, what does the report look like? What okay. can they expect? And then what if someone homeschools? How does it help? And then what if they're in the public school system? So okay. we'll be right back. Okay, so I want to tell you real quick about the Homegrown Preschoolers Big Back to School Sale, $35 off. We don't ever do this. Well, we do once a year typically in a back to school sale. It ends actually Labor Day. So if you want to take a part of that, you need to do that now. Get on your computer and order our full curriculum, A Year of Playing Skillfully, 35 bucks off. We do ship internationally. Just shoot us an email, and we will do that for about 25 bucks. We can ship it to wherever you are. You can also get the ebook, print it yourself, which I don't recommend personally because I think it's so pretty, and it's a pain to print. But if you want to, you're that kind of person, knock yourself out. So, again, thehomegrownpreschooler.com, you can get that. All right. Lee, so, Lee Ryan is a say, say it again? Why can't I get it? I want to say psychiatrist or psychologist. Psychometrist. I'm going to practice that. Psychometrist, psychometrist, psychometrist. I'm going to get it right. Lee, my friend. She's my friend. Did I say that? She's a psychometrist. Did y'all know that? And, um, okay, so before we were talking about, I think this sounds a bit daunting. I'm sure it's not. So help people like me who goes, oh, my gosh, this sounds overwhelming. I'm going to get this report. What can I expect? Basically, um, when you get the feedback, so it's called a feedback session. You okay. sit down with Dr. Jones or one of the psychologists or sometimes myself. Do you offer drinks during this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. One might need one. Yeah, for right. a lot of support. Pella Green, I'll well, if you I want. Mean, okay. We basically, these reports are so thorough. I mean, I've never... I've never done one that's less than about 10 pages long. Wow, okay. But we go through, and the first part is all your family history, your medical history, everything that you gave us. Okay. And then after that, we have the WISP, which is the cognitive scores, and we'll okay. go over the, the totals and the um, subscores. And then we'll go over the Woodcock-Johnson, which is the academic. Okay. And we'll show you the difference between the two and if they match up or not. If it's not matching up and you have a high cognitive score, a high IQ, and you have a low um, academic assessment score, you're probably looking at a learning disability. 
Okay. And then we, from what other things we've done with the child, yeah. we can pinpoint that. Perfect. And vice versa. If academics is high and the cognitive is low, we're probably looking at, you know, ADA, ADHD, ADD. So, then we're going that way. So, um, we then go through each of the forms and questionnaires that were filled out. And what we do is we show you everything we've done. And then we come to the diagnosis. Okay. So this is our data we've yep. compiled. This is how we came to the diagnosis we've, came, we've come to. And I want to say, because I'm sitting here listening and thinking, you know what? I can imagine. Uh, gosh, I'm sure you remember. I remember being a young parent and nervous about the word, even the word diagnosis, right? Yes. And so what I want to encourage now that I'm an old chick and been through lots of kids is that think of a diagnosis as just helpful information. Exactly. It is not a defect. No. It does not mean your child is less than. It no. just means you are going to be able to parent. Think of it again. We always say in the homeschool world, you get to offer a boutique education. Right. So I think of it as boutique parenting, right? Yeah. You get to really pinpoint how to help your child be the best person they can be and they were intended to be right. and without that information you actually might do them more harm than good to be oh, honest totally right agree. yeah definitely. but with this information then you can make the tweaks needed at home mm -hmm. the tweaks needed in their education um, career their academic career and you might see your kids soar where they might end up in a very depressed state Right. emotionally, academically, all different ways if you didn't have it. So think of it as, I think it's positive. I think it is something that is for the child. You yeah. are saying, I'm for you. We are going to offer you basically whatever you need. I, I love that you do this, but I think it is scary to some people. I think it is scary to some people, but I totally agree with what you're saying because I was always the one that taught my children to embrace their differences. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and to break it because they're unique. They this are. This is what makes them yeah. unique. Absolutely. And you have challenges, but everybody has challenges. Everybody has a challenge. Yeah. The point is, how are you going to, if you have that information, you can do something with it. It's just like, let's make it really simple. And maybe this is too simple. A kid is left-handed. Yes. If a kid is left-handed, if you don't first acknowledge that they're left-handed, you're going to struggle. And then if you don't make the adjustments to help them with their left-handed scissors right. or right left-handed or turn their paper the right way, it's going to be a struggle forever. Yes. But the minute you acknowledge it and then make those tweaks, what a different world. Yes. Or a kid who needs glasses. I remember when Grace needed glasses and she's like, I need glasses. I'm like, you do not need glasses. You're just being dramatic. And I took her, finally gave in and took her to the eye doctor and they're like, oh yeah, her eyes are really bad. I'm like, I suck as a mother! But I think it, if we could just make it practical and emotional like yes. that, but we get so emotional about diagnosis. But really, eyeglasses is a diagnosis. Left-handed is a diagnosis, right. I mean, in some ways. So, um, I mean... And it also helps us give your child the tools they need to succeed. You're working you on their weaknesses. Right. You know, you're, you're strengthening their weaknesses. Yes. And you see their strengths. Yes. So you you get both. You I mean we show you he's very strong verbally, but he's very weak visually. Yes. So we need to work in this area right here Perfect. and pinpoint it. Yeah. And if you have that information, you can bring them up to the level they need to be. Yeah, I'm thinking I need to bring and all it, my kids in and yeah, get, well, <laughs> get tested now. Are we too late for the ones in college? No. Um, but yeah. We also it also gives them ownership because yes. if it does, if you don't give your child ownership of their weaknesses. They originally, eventually, around, we see about third or fourth grade, 
they start realizing they're different. Yeah. But they yeah. don't understand why. Yeah. They don't know why. They don't know why they can't read like Jimmy next to them. They yeah. don't know why they can't sit still like Sally next yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, and then they start questioning, and then the self-esteem issues come in. I'll say, then it becomes an emotional problem. Exactly. When it could be here, in this box, now we've broadened it into a bigger box. Yeah, yeah. And we've created anxiety. Yeah. We've created, you know. And I bet you see that a lot. I think you see a lot of parents who wait because they don't want to face it. So then it becomes this big problem. Yeah. So I think let's encourage parents, hey, you know what? So you go get tested, and then you come back and go, no, they're on par. Super. Good. You ha- at least you know that. Right. But if you did need the information and you didn't have it, man, by the time you do get it, you might be kicking yourself. Right. Like me with the glasses. Poor, right. poor Grace needs more, you know, because her mom didn't <laughs> take her. Um, okay, so you get this done. So for someone who homeschools, yes. how then do they take that report and apply it? Like how do they know how to teach differently because of it? They, most of us as homeschoolers, we're not like special ed teachers yes. or well, I'm uh, since I'm the educational consultant with Fresh Start as well. Okay. I've worked with several homeschool families okay. and helping them give them a list of curriculum, oh, a list of therapies, educational therapy. Linda moved Bell for reading comprehension. Orton Gillingham. Oh, I love Orton Gillingham. So yeah. we not only in your report on top of everything else, you get recommendations. Awesome. Like we recommend, you know. If they have fine motor skills, we recommend, you know, PT for them. Yes. Their physical therapy. Sure. So if they have dyslexia, we recommend this, we recommend that. Okay. So you get a list of recommendations. So you're not going to give them this report and go, see ya. See ya. Bye-bye. I hope that works out for you. And then okay. if you want more thorough information, you can get with me okay. or one of the other psychologists. You know, depending on what the need of the child is. Okay. And we can take it from there. They're pretty much a gold mine. That's yeah. what you're saying. What? <laughs> okay, what about for the family? We do have a lot of homeschoolers who listen, but we do have some families who have kids in a public school or private right. school. What about for those families? How do you help them deal with the report? What we do, the report is made to go to the education system. Okay. And we, I also offer my services to attend with them to get the accommodations needed. Yes. Um, I can go with them to request an IEP meeting and then set up the accommodations, the goals, and make sure it is all put into place. So if someone doesn't even know what an IEP meeting, right? that is a... That's an individualized educational plan. Plan, yeah. Yes. So that's... Um, and it's and it's done all the time. Yes. And it is something that school systems are very familiar with. And so don't... If you are in the school system and you feel your child needs that, okay, do it. Don't... Don't think there's something wrong with that. Right. I have friends all over who have work IEP plans um, for their kids. And, yeah. Um, it really has made a difference. So it does. It, and no one knows. I mean, it's just kind of private. The teacher, the administration, it's not that the kids are going, oh, and you over there, Henry, with your IEP plan. Yeah. It, it, so it is kind of a private thing. So if um, they want to find you, because I think, I mean, gosh, again, I love you as a friend, but now I'm like, psychometrist? <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to hook up my kids with you. Um, where can they find you, Lee? We are, Fresh Start for the Mind is, has three locations now, but our main location is in Sawney, right outside of Cumming. Okay, we're all talking Georgia, because I know people listen to this all over the country, in and Georgia. even internationally, we have listeners, so you'll have to come to Georgia. Can they do anything online if someone does live elsewhere? Is that an option, or can you help no, them? It's, um, I mean, I speak with people for educational advocacy okay. and consulting okay. online, and on the phone. So maybe but, Skype things, possibly. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. for 
assessments, we really need time with the child. Okay. Um, now, I know I have a friend, uh, Christy, who's been on the show several times, and I've got people driving from all over the country to see her as a holistic doctor. Is that an option if yes. somebody came for a few days? And, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. If somebody vacations in Atlanta and they want to um, have their child seen. So, what's that contact information? What's your website at Fresh, Fresh Start? Fresh Start. That's all right. Fresh Start. I was going to say, we actually go there. We... Freshstartmind.com. Okay, freshstartmind.com. So you can ask for Lee Rhinus, R-H-Y-N-E, if I spelled it correctly. Yep. And um, I think, gosh, don't, again, don't be scared. If this is if this is you, if you're sitting here and this is resonating with you and you're thinking, oh, man, I feel like we need to go. If, if you do nothing else, then contact Lee and maybe she could help you find a place where you are or see um, if they could do a Skype session to get you started or... Again, make a trip to Atlanta. Football season. You can see the Falcons play, and you could get your kids <laughs> tested all at the same time. So, final advice for parents who think their child might be, need a diagnosis. What would you tell them? I think it would be, and I always tell my parents to keep a journal of okay. all the things you see that just don't seem to be right. You know, okay. Whether it's the reading or the distractions or not being able to follow more than two commands at a time, etc. Okay. Or just the daydreamer, you yeah. know, or the sensory things. Okay. Um, and so when you come to us and you originally meet with Dr. Jones, you can say, he does this, 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 and this, and I'm not sure at his age, is that really appropriate? Yeah, and I would say go ahead and put times down. That will help give them the information as, as well as food, what they've yeah. been eating, because I think all of that is good information. So, again, think of this as a fact-finding mission. You do your part, they'll do your part, and you're going to get the best results. Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Lee, for being here. I'm glad the dogs finally settled down. Hopefully you didn't hear them too much. Thank you guys for listening. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.